Happy Mother's Day to everybody. I appreciated Pastor Amber's prayer. Just uh, Sometimes Mother's Day can be difficult for some mothers uh, because life can throw a lot of curveballs at you. And uh, sometimes it's tough uh, if you want kids, you don't have them, and, or if you've lost your mother or, or you lost your children and they're there in heaven, I mean, but sometimes it's tough. But we just want to thank you for coming and being here this morning and just know that no matter what stage of life you're in, Jesus is with you. And Jesus cares and Jesus loves you. He's going to help you get through it and not leave you in it if you don't need to stay in it. Amen. So that's so cool. Thank you so much for, for everything. Um, I just want to say today, too, that it's Darla's, Pastor Darla's and my 35th wedding anniversary. We've been married for 35 years, and so we're grateful for that. A lot of, a lot of water under the bridge, and we're just grateful that we were able to come to this community uh, 23 years ago, actually this month. Uh, in May, we started the church in the year 2000. So we've been here for 23 years. We've been, we've been in this community longer, honestly, than we've been in any other community in, in, uh, in the world. Uh, but I, I always get amused because every once in a while, every once in a while in church, people can get mad. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes, I know it's hard to imagine, but sometimes they get mad, and then they, they talk, talk to me. And, and here's, here's my response when people get upset at, at, at me at church. I'm like, well, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm going to stay here. <laughs> so we decided to stick around. And uh, so we want to get along and uh, uh, be happy. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the mothers. One of the things I think it's important for us to realize and understand is that people are God's greatest treasure. That people are God's greatest treasure, and if people are God's greatest treasure, then mothers most certainly are God's greatest treasure. And uh, I want to talk to the mothers today. I want to talk about the mothers today. And I want to talk to the fathers today. I want to talk to the kids today. And everybody else that doesn't, isn't included in that. Because <laughs> too many times, like on Mother's Day, when the preacher gets up and he says, I'm going to preach this Mother's Day sermon, sometimes it's easy to check out and go, well, this isn't about me. Let me tell you, it's about you too. So the title of my message, is, the message this morning is seven ways to love your mother. Seven ways. I want to tell you about seven different ways that you can love your mother and how important it is for us to understand how much God treasures our mothers. When, uh, in, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, verse 16, uh, it's a great scripture. It says, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has suggested to you. No? Is that not what it says? It doesn't say honor your father and mother as the Lord has suggested to you. Are you saying that it's not the ten suggestions 
It's the Ten Commandments to honor your father. And in other words, is it a commandment that you honor your father and your mother? So in God's, from God's perspective, this business of honoring your mother is a non-negotiable. Am I right? So honor your father and mother. And then it says that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Which begs the question, when you read that verse, the question just pops out at you. It says that it may go well with you. The question is, is how is it going with you? How's it going? Because if it's not going well, you might look at your relationship with your father or your mother. Because not saying that that's the only problem, but that may be one of the problems. So just understand that if we want it to go well with us, we have to honor our mother and father. <clears throat> when I give a little, give you a little humor that you may or may not appreciate. So the daughter asks your mom, she says, Mom, what's it like to have the greatest daughter in the world? Her mother thought for a minute and said, well, I don't know, honey. I think you're going to have to ask your grandmother that question. <laughs> uh, some, uh, there was a son, and he brought his mom a mug for Mother's Day. It's, and he said, the mug said, happy Mother's Day from the world's worst son. Well... He forgot to mail it, but he said, I think she already knows. <laughs> the kid asked his dad, what's a man? The dad said, well, a man is someone who is responsible and cares for their family. And the kid said, well, I hope one day I can be a man just like mom. Look. <laughs> <laughs> little girl asked her, asked her mom, said, how did the human race appear? And the mom answered, well, God made Adam and Eve, and they had children, and then from there, all mankind was made. A couple days later, she went up to her dad and asked her dad, the same question. The dad answered, well, many years ago, there were monkeys from which the human race evolved. The girl confused, she returned back, came back to her mom and said, Mom, how is it possible that you told me the human race was created by God and God said that they, or, and Dad said that they developed from the monkeys? And the mom answered, well, dear, it's very simple. I told you about my side of the family. <laughs> Your dad told you about his side of the family. <laughs> One of the things that intrigues me about Mother's Day is how much Jesus uh, honored his mama. And like in, in Christianity, we know that the word Christian actually defined it means to be Christ 
Christ-like. And if we want to be Christ-like, we look at the life of Christ and, and we value the things that Jesus valued and, and we live according to the word that Jesus brought to us when he walked on the face of this earth. The interesting thing is that whenever he was on the cross, he was thinking about his mama. Do you ever think about that? He was because in John it, it says it says this, it says, uh, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples whom he loved standing by, he said to her, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother, and from that hour that disciple took her to his own home. In other words, Jesus wanted to make sure that his mama was taken care of. And if that's the heart of Jesus, it should be our heart to be sure that our mamas are taken care of. Can you say amen to that? So honestly, I don't really believe that you, I, I don't think you, you, you cannot willfully wrong your mother and be right with God. If you willfully wrong your mother, I don't believe you can be right with God because the heart of God is to honor your mother that it may go well with you, that you may live long in the land that God brings to you. So it's important from God's perspective. And it doesn't say to honor your mother if she does everything right. I'm waiting on you. I got all night. I said, it didn't say if your mama does everything right and your mama is the best mama in the world and she gets the trophy, trophy for the best mama in the world, then you can honor her. He said, honor her that it may go well with you. Period. Isn't it something how we like to add to things? So here we go. These steps I'm going to give you about honoring your mother, actually, they work in all relationships with the men and the women, the, the kids. It's not just a mother-child relationship. The first point I want to make is that it's important for us to love our mother verbally. If you love your mother, tell her. Don't just expect her to know that you love her. Uh, some, of the, some old guys, are like they're like, well, I told her when we got married, I told her I love her. She already knows. I don't need to say it anymore. Well, <laughs> mothers need to hear it. Children need to hear daddies tell their mamas that, that he loves them. Saying it doesn't make you any less of a man, and honestly, it makes you more of a man. There was a soldier, and he told this story he wrote that it said that he enlisted shortly after Pearl Harbor, 36 days later. He says, I was on my way to the Philippines and route the Philippines <clears throat> fell to the Japanese and we were routed to Australia. 11 days later, we landed and I met the most beautiful girl in the world. On our first date, I told her I was going to marry her and I did. 18 months later, while on, on a 10-day R&R leave to New Guinea, after more than 57 years of marriage and two children, my beloved Mary died five days before Christmas. 
although we agreed that our ashes would be scattered over the mountains, I found that I could not part with hers. And while Mary was alive, she would frequently say, you don't know how much I love you. And he said, I would reply, likewise. I never said I love you. Now her ashes are on my dresser, he said, where I tell her several times a day how much I love her, but it's too late. As Mary was dying and we thought she was in a comatose, I told her, there aren't enough words to tell you how much I love you. And a few hours later, she whispered, not enough words, and she died. He continued, the reason I'm writing this is to urge men to express their feelings while their loved ones are alive. I don't know why, but many men are reluctant to express the depths of their feeling. Our spouses need to hear it. Men, our spouses need to hear it. Women, your kids need to hear it. Dad, your kids need to hear you say, I love them. Some, some men, they're like, oh, I'm just not turned that way. Well, my word to you, turn around. <laughs> or just rose me the wrong way. Well, turn around and rub you the right way. <laughs> love her verbally. The second one is love her physically. Love your mother physically. Take care of things. Give her a hug. Give her a kiss means a lot to her. I remember daughter goes on a lot of missions trips and one year she, she went to uh, Bulgaria and she was kind of an extended period of time and then the day, that, the day before she was coming home, I looked at the house <laughs> and I realized how much Darla did and how much needed to be done. And I had to clean the whole house because it was a big mess. But I think the structure of the home and the, the heart of the home, if the men are supposed to be the head of the house, then the wives are the heart of the house. It's, it's what keeps everything pumping and everything working right. And I think it's important that we understand the value and not just take for granted I'll wait on you. <laughs> Not take for granted everything that the mother and the wife does. It's just important for us to realize that. Need to understand that she's the first person that ever touched you. She was in, you were in her womb for nine months cuddled you, stroked your head, held your cheeks against hers. She changed your diaper. <laughs> Potty trained you. Cleaned up your throw up. Did it all. She may have had to hand you off to another. Her life may have endured some heavy challenges, but 
She deserves your touch, your love, and your honor. She should never have to give that up. Many mothers have gone on to be with the Lord, and we're not promised to tomorrow. I would just say that today would be a good day to show appreciation and not put it off. There's one place I used to go a lot several years back, and when I, when I went there, the ladies there just, they couldn't, couldn't keep their hands off of me. It was a nursing home. <laughs> but honestly, the ladies in the nursing home and the men, they, they can be pretty lonely there. And uh, we used to do church services there for the, in fact, we still have a ministry here at the church to, the, to them, but it's important for us to understand that, that no matter how old your mother is, she still deserves your attention and deserves your love and deserves a hug and deserves the care that you can bring to her and for her. So kids, just want to say this. Whatever you want when you get old, give to your mother now when she's old. Because you will reap what you sow. The way that you treat your mother will be the way your kids will treat you because you're teaching your kids how to treat their mother. Physically, verbally. Third one is to, to love her patiently. Sometimes you need to be patient with your mother. Patient with moms. Moms don't have moms don't have an easy job. And sometimes moms, it's good for moms to be patient with their kids, to be patient with your spouse. I would say this that it's not the government's job to raise your kids. It's not the school system's job to raise your kids. It's not the daycare's job to raise your kids. You are the one that is called to raise your kids. Please don't give that responsibility off to somebody else. Love patiently. One of the things I think that we learned during the days of COVID is that if we're not careful, the government can take... Uh, they can take authority that they don't really have. They actually could shut the church down, did shut them down, shut the church down, shut things. The government can run things. And I just want to say, we cannot fall into the trap of letting the government dictate to us our morals, dictate to us how to raise a family. Honestly, they don't get it. But God gets it. And we are the hope for America. Moms, you have, uh, was it, who was it? Eisenhower, one of them guys that said, uh, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Uh, when you put that confidence in your children, and you, you uh, tell them that they are valued and bring significance to them, uh, 
I guess uh, it's too easy to be negative. I, I got convicted of that a uh, long, long time ago because it seemed like I was always telling my kids no. And it got to where when they would start to ask a question, the first thing that would pop into my mind was no. But I had to get, I got convicted about that. The Lord convicted me of that because my first answer needs, my first thoughts should be, is God in this? And what is God saying to us through my child? And what is God's plan? Instead of just being negative about things, I need to be positive. And I want to put that in every parent here, every mom and every dad. Let's stay positive and encourage our kids to do things that this world is not used to. And I'm telling you, this world and this culture, if we are going to be who we've been called to be, we're going to have to go against the current of this world. Any dead fish can float downstream, but we got to be live fish and go against the current that this culture is trying to take us on. I'll say this, moms, if you are confused by our culture... Your kids will also be confused by our culture. If you don't know how to define a man or a woman, neither will your kids. They'll grow up learning what you taught them. If you teach your kids that Jesus is the answer, for the world today, they'll grow up believing that Jesus is the answer. If you preach love to them through your actions and through your, through your communication, if you preach the truth of God, if you preach God's word, if you preach God's word and not man's word to your kids, they'll grow up understanding that Jesus and God has all of the answers to all of our situations, all of our problems in our world, and they will grow up in conf with confidence in Jesus knowing that he has all the answers. The scripture tells us that we will be judged by every idle word that comes out of our mouth. Moms, be careful what you say to your kids. Moms and dads, be careful what you say around your kids. You will be judged by every idle word. Be careful that we don't become so critical and gossip about people and gossip about different things that that's what our kids will grow up and they will grow up just like we teach them to. When I'm training a horse in the roping world, did you know that you can train a horse to do the wrong thing just as easy as you can train him to do the right thing? If you train him wrong, and then, then I, have, I know people don't know how to train a horse, and they'll, the horse will get, and then they'll just go to, go to whipping, or they don't understand what, why this horse is, is acting the way he's acting. The reason the horse is acting the way he's acting is because they taught him to act that way. And it's the same thing with people. It's the same thing with people. Our kids do what we teach them to do. And if, if you're aggravated at the attitude of your children, you might look at your own attitude. Now, I'll say this. There's a big challenge because in our world today, the school system has our kids, how, how many hours a day? Six, 
six or seven hours a day? Somebody help me. Huh? Eight hours a day. That's a long time. And it's a lot of influence that they have on, on our kids. And so we need to really understand and pray and, and spend that time, quality time with our kids so that, so that we are the influence, the main influence in their lives. Amen? I don't know if you heard it or not, but in California, they have a reparation bill. In California, they're hearing a bill that people, that people that never owned slaves would pay millions of dollars to people who were never slaves. That's crazy. Can you believe that? So here we are. This is the world we live in today. We are raising a generation where we reward bitter and offended people. And we criticize the healthy people. We cannot afford to reward. There, there needs to be discipline for the bitter and confused and offended. And we need to bless the ones who are healthy and understand hey, hey, we got it all backwards. We're blessing stupid. It is cowboy church. Let's say it like it is. Mothers have an incredible job with no financial remuneration. No position in the business world compares to the physical, emotional, and spiritual commitment that she has in motherhood. Mothers are our heroes in our world today. She's not perfect, however, neither are you. This, some, of the greatest, some of the greatest challenges in life is for flawed people to love flawed people. <laughs> Too many times we expect things out of other people that we don't even expect out of ourselves. When we, when we get critical, I think it's important we look in the mirror and realize that we must take the plank out of our own eye before we remove the speck out of somebody else's eye. That rain's nice, isn't it? Just listen to it. So moms, uh, we've got to love our moms patiently. God made her tender to our needs. However, in some cases, the rudeness of the family has robbed her of her willingness to give. Please don't take advantage of her. She is one of God's most precious gifts. Let me say this to the moms. Moms, please do not allow the rudeness of your family to rob you of your mandate as a mother to be God's representative to your children. Lead strong, read books, seek parenting help from successful parents. Please, if there is issues in your home, please don't allow those issues to influence you away from the truth that God has for you about who you are and the plan that he has for you. So the challenge to the kids here today, this may not fit all the kids here today, but I got to say this anyway. It won't hurt you anyway. Um, 
to the teen, teenagers, the high school kids, the junior high kids, grade school kids. I'll say this, it is unfair for you to be more kind and considerate and patient to your friends and your friend's mother than you are to your own mother. So if you treated your friends like you treat your mom, you probably wouldn't have any friends. <laughs> if you treated their mom like you do your mom, their mom wouldn't let their kids have anything to do with you. Your mom deserves better. She's not a rug to, to wipe every negative thought on. It's important we understand that mothers are God's greatest treasure and we must honor them. The fourth one is love her attentive, attentively. Honor her with words to, uh, that it would go well with you when, uh, when your mother calls you on the phone. Pick up the phone. When she texts you, text her back. Don't leave her hanging. Be attentive. And that's part of honoring is to respond to your mother when she speaks to you. All the mothers said, I know you want that. There was uh, a documentary. They did a documentary on, on conv convicted uh, uh, murderers. And they interviewed men going to, the execute, going to execution for capital punishment. They interviewed the men and their mothers too. Invariably, this, this is so cool about moms, kind of. Invariably, the moms would say, he's such a good boy. <laughs> and the interview would say, well, yes, but he slaughtered 37 people with the ax. And the mother would respond, I know, but he has a good heart. <laughs> we best be attentively and patiently. Number five, love her gratefully. Be grateful for her. There was an elementary class that they were studying magnets and how metal objects are attracted to them. At the end of the semester, the teacher put on an exam with one question, six letters that start with the letter M. And it picks up things. Who am I? Half of the students said, mother. <laughs> Pretty cool. Love her generously. Be generous with your mom. Take care of her and love her generously. There's nothing, nothing too good for her. Uh, we, would never, we could never repay her, but we, we really ought to do the best job we can. Uh, and the seventh and the last one is uh, to love her honorably. Uh, again, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God has given you. This is binding as long as your mother lives. Another command says, obey which is binding as long as godliness is the priority in your relationship to, to be faithful to your, your mother. Everybody here today is at different stages in life. Isn't it interesting how, how life can throw a lot of curveballs at you? Uh, you uh, first you're a baby, and then you're, you grow up, and, and then you're, you're a young adult, and you have babies, and then, and then you get to be 
older and your babies have babies. And uh, like the stage that daughter and I am in right now as grandparents, uh, it, it's like we, it's interesting that we have to embrace every stage of life to the best of our ability and be, be joyful in that stage and appreciate every stage that we're in. Now, one of the things I've noticed it, to, for complete transparency is that the older I get, the more tempted I am to be grumpy. <laughs> Isn't it something how the older you get, it's, it's just kind of easy to be grumpy. We, I, have a, I, have a, I made a deal with Darla that she would never allow me to be grumpy. So if I ever get grumpy, she has permission to tell me I'm grumpy. So I know people, I know people that have settled for being grumpy. And that's not God's best for you because you will become irrelevant to your kids, to your grandkids, to the people you have influence over. So I think it's important. I even think that it's valuable and uh, completely uh, acceptable to give somebody permission to tell you that you're grumpy. <laughs> it's quiet here. I think part of the reason is we have some young people that are grumpy too, maybe. I don't know. But isn't it, don't, wouldn't you say, part of loving your mother, part of loving God, part of being the, the salt of the earth is to be faithful to God, being faithful to, to his house, being faithful to the people because people are God's greatest treasure, not these buildings. God loves each and every one of us, and he has the peace for us. He has the joy that he's given. It says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we embrace the joy of the Lord, grumpiness has no place in our life. And it's not attractive, and we're not be able to, we'll not ever be able to witness to people about the joy of the Lord if we're just grumpy. The promise with the blessing. The commandment, love the Lord your God. Love your, honor your parents. It'll go good with you. Two, two commandments, love God and love people. It, it kind of narrows it down, doesn't it? Several years back when we were on the rodeo circuit doing church services at the rodeos for the Cowboys, we were at Cheyenne, Wyoming, and uh, we were... We were broke. When I say broke, I don't mean that we had, oh, here's what we had. Had 50 bucks. No money in the bank, 50 bucks, and that was it. And uh, we were away from home, had two kids. One of them was in diapers. And uh, went to the store, bought a, Bought a box of diapers, because you sure don't want to get caught without diapers. Yeah. <laughs> and 
filled the truck up with gas. That was back when $50 went further than it does today. But we was at that rodeo, and I was just like, man, and we're trying to do what God's called us to do, and, and it was just tough. And I, I didn't know what to do. It didn't know what to do. And I told Darla, I said, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go just go walk and pray a little bit. And I was walking around the, the, there's a place where all the trailers and every, everybody's parked. And I was just walking through there and a guy came up to me and he said, man, I'm so glad to see you. I said, I've been looking for you for a couple of weeks. He was a guy that, a, a cowboy that, that roped and he said, he said, uh, I, I've been packing this around for two weeks and he reached in his pocket and pulled out a check for $500 and handed it to me and I was like the point is that God will take care of us one way or another God's gonna take care of all of our needs supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory the thing that I want to stress is that it's important for us to put him first to seek Jesus first and his righteousness and let all the other things be added unto us. And I would say this, that it's important for us to put him first in every area of our lives. Every area of our lives. Uh, we won't know how to be good mothers if Jesus isn't first. Moms, your kids shouldn't come before Jesus. Dads, your kids shouldn't come before Jesus. And you're like, you know, I, was, I was all about that sermon until you said that. Let me tell you, let me tell you why. You want to know why? The reason is because you can't be a good mama without Jesus. You put Jesus first, your kids will have a better mama. Amen. Dads, don't sacrifice your kids' relationship with Jesus and put your kids ahead of Jesus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his rights. Well, I don't know why all these things happen to me. Listen, rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. We're all, we all got problems. But Jesus is the answer for every problem, for every situation that we find ourselves in. And when we put him first in our lives, then we can understand better how to be a good mama, how to be a good dad, how to be a good child, and to be obedient to our parents. It's, it's not easy, but it's the best, it's the very best thing that'll happen because it'll bring peace to you. And who can put a price on the peace of God? You can't do it. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus, for all the mothers that are here, all the mothers that are watching online today. I just pray your blessings upon every one of them. And I pray, Lord, you give them your heart, your wisdom, the truth of your word, how valuable they are to you and to your kingdom. We thank you, Lord, that your word is here today. And we thank you, Jesus, that you're here. Lord, help us to prioritize you in everything we do. I'd like for you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a second. The scripture says this. It says that we've all sinned and we've all come short of the glory of God. Everybody in this room, me, you, everybody, we've all sinned. But he said if we would confess our sin, he would be faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
The thing about Jesus is that he's not going to make you serve him. He's not going to make you do the right thing. He leaves that choice up to you. And this love for Jesus is a choice. This morning, if you've never accepted him as your personal savior, the greatest gift that you can give Jesus is yourself. And when you give God, you, you are the one that's blessed by knowing God. So this morning, if you've never accepted him as your savior, maybe if you have and you just haven't been living for him, simply by raising your hand, say, preacher, I need Jesus in my life. I need to make him the Lord of my life. Slip your hand up high. Anybody, we want to put a Bible in your hand. Yep, thank you. Leave your hand up, please, until we get a Bible in it. Anybody else? Preacher, that's me. Slip your hand up high. This is nothing to be ashamed of. This is the greatest privilege known to anybody. It's a privilege to know Jesus. Yep, back in the back. Thank you so much. God bless you. You get your Bible, you can put your hand down. Thank you. Anybody else? It's a, it's a gift of God. The scripture says it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Jesus did all of the work so you could have the, the free gift of salvation. He did it for you. That's, that's how much he loves you. Anybody else? Preacher, that's me. Anybody? Anybody? Thank you, Lord. If you raise your hand, would you look up at me? If you, would you mind coming up and let me pray with you? I'd love to pray with you. Back in the back. If you raise your hand, come on. Come on up and let me pray with you. Yep, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Come on, baby. Yeah. I'm so proud of y'all. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Amen. This is y'all's day. I'm so proud of you. Bless your heart. Tell me your name. Jackie? Jeanette. Jeanette. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. Bless your heart. Tell me your name. Riley, bless you. Listen, I want to tell you guys something. The Bible says this. It says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God's raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. So we have to believe. And I don't know if y'all, y'all ever thought about what the true religion is? You ever kind of wonder about that? Yeah. It, it's some of you, it, better get that one right because that's the eternity thing. You know why we go with Jesus? is because he overcame death and the grave. He was raised. We just got through celebrating the resurrection. And the reason we serve Jesus, but Buddha, Muhammad, none of them other guys made it up out of the grave. Jesus did. We're going to go with him. Because that's, that's all power. That's all power. So we're going to serve him. Let me just pray with y'all. And I want, I'm going to pray, and I want you to repeat after me. Can you do that? Y'all help us. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my life. From this day forward, I give my life to you. Help me to read my Bible, to pray, show up for church, and get baptized. I love you, Jesus. Teach me to love you more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, I have to tell you this. It's beautiful. I have to tell you this. When you leave here, when you leave, you'll have a lot of the same problems you had when you came. But you have Jesus to help you with the problems. Ask him. That's what prayer is all about. 
is asking him to help you with those problems. And he'll give you, he'll give you uh, direction for your life. And that's a great gift. Uh, and I tell people, we can't help you if you don't show up. You kind of got to get up and show up. And I'm so proud. Can I give you all a hug? I'm so, you're so beautiful. Thank you. Hey, listen, go visit those ladies for a minute. I'm so proud of you. Bless your heart. Hey, come, go visit with them. Hold on just a sec. Go visit those ladies for just a second. So we can keep, we want to we wanna stay in touch with you because we love you so much. Stand with me. <clears throat> hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Hey, you know what? The devil doesn't like the Lone Star Cowboy Church. He's like, man, I hate that place. And all the angels are rejoicing. Man, I like that place. We, we, the reason we're here is to make the devil mad and make Jesus happy. <clears throat> All the mothers, thank you. Thank you for being a mom. Thank you. Thank you for embracing the process. We love y'all. Um, I want to pray for everybody this morning because I think it's important for, we, for us to understand that we all have a part in this thing called life. Let's all, let's all raise our hands and surrender to him. And let me just pray for you. Lord, you see our hands. I thank you, Lord, this morning for helping us to understand that, that you care for us. I just speak joy, I speak happiness, I speak peace, Lord, to everybody that's got their hand up right now, that you would bring them your heart and your life, oh God. Help us, Lord, to seek you first, your righteousness, and let all the other things be added to us. I pray, Lord, that you'd help me and everybody in here, Lord, to put away the, uh, what we're going to say, the grumpiness, and to Replace that with your love, with your joy, with your peace, with your happiness, with your contentment, oh God. Bring that to us because we understand that godliness with contentment is great gain. Bless your church today. Help us, Lord, to be faithful in every area of our lives and give these mothers a wonderful day. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. 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 God bless you all. We love you. Got our prayer team up here. If you need special prayer, we'd love to have you.